Welcome back, everybody. I'm Kirk Moose, and this is Barry Klingen, and we are again back with another Bishop in the Moose, and we have Bobby Adkins, Dr. Bobby Adkins, again as a guest today. And Pastor Bobby, it is such a pleasure to have you back again with us. And I'm going to turn it over to Barry. He's got several more questions to kind of go right back into the same vein where we're talking about spiritual warfare and how important and critical it is in the church today. Yes, uh, Kirk, we want to jump right back in. We just uh, uh, completed session one. I want to go right into session two, just asking Bobby for some wisdom and some uh, understanding about this very important uh, issue of, of spiritual warfare. I want to say quickly how we are glad, Bobby, that you're uh, taking some time to be with us tonight. He's the pastor of Truth Tabernacle, uh, Truth Tabernacle of Praise in Atlanta, Georgia, a fantastic church. Go to uh, the website is uh, T-Top. T-T-O-P, Truth Tabernacle of Praise, uh, .org, and uh, you can go there and see some of his sermons uh, that are there. He even puts his notes in there as well, and uh, I know that. I don't want any of the people that listen to me preach go to his website because they're going to find his my notes and his <laughs> notes, you know, together there that I steal from him, but uh, we've had a great friendship for over almost 40 years now, and I've uh, been able to minister together all around the world, and it's just an honor to have him, but Bobby, I want to jump right back in where we kind of left off. Um, I, I thought about something um, when it comes to spiritual warfare. I, I love uh, T.D. Jakes. He has the ability to turn a phrase so very eloquently. And he said, you know, the problem with the church today uh, in the Western world in America is that we're trying to counsel out what our fathers cast out. And I thought that was just a, such a great observation as only he can make. And I've always thought about the passage of, you know, so many times Jesus encountered uh, people that were demonized and set them free. But there was the one lady that came to Jesus, and uh, the Bible says that she had spent all on many physicians and was none the better. And I think that's the heart cry of people truly experiencing the transforming power of God that comes to us in the gospel uh, through our understanding and application and living out of of uh, spiritual warfare. I wanted you, Bobby, to take a little time just to show us a, as the journey you've been on, how God has uh, uh, taught you some things along the way that has made you more effective in helping people get free. Bishop, I appreciate the opportunity to extend this uh, great uh, discussion on this uh, subject as you and I have uh, remarked among each other, with each other uh, several times that when you talk about spiritual warfare, it often raises more questions than it answers. I'm quite sure that people are going to have more questions and they're going to have answers tonight, but at least it'll start the conversation or it'll start the journey. Uh, uh, for me, when I uh, got uh, baptized and filled with the Spirit, long after I had been saved and born again, my theology had uh, developed a stronghold in my mind about a prayer language, about speaking in tongues, and, and basically I was a cessationist. Uh, and so there wasn't room in my theology for that to happen. And so even when I got baptized with the Spirit, uh, a language coming forth uh, didn't happen. But the thing that I did notice immediately uh, was power. I had a fresh baptism of power that I had never known before. And this uh, baptism of power manifests itself in confronting uh, uh, demons that were manifesting in people's lives. And I discovered a remarkable assurance. I've always been an inheritance. I've always believed in the infallibility of scripture and the authority of the word of God. 
But I came to find out that demons had more respect for the word of God than most humans do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they obeyed what the word said more than what most believers do. And when I spoke the word of God, they obeyed it and uh, that, that, that power. And so what I discovered over a process of time is that I had the authority in the commission that Jesus gave me to heal the sick, to uh, raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, and to cast out demons. But I needed the power, but that would only come through my encounters with Holy Spirit. As long as I was afraid of a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't renew my mind. I wouldn't be transformed in my life, and I wouldn't release the power uh, that uh, he, he had uh, bent up inside of me in his presence. And so with that fresh discovery of my authority that I had to cast out demons, and now the power that I have to cast out demons, the only thing left was my willingness. And mm-hmm. so when I put my will on the altar and said, I will commission, partner in my commission with you, then I began to see that. And so I grew comfortable in, in, in basically a confrontation uh, approach uh, or a power encounter, no matter how you describe it. Uh, and, and then with so many traumatic, uh, dramatic uh, deliverances that took place, I got to reasoning among myself, surely there might be a more excellent way. Uh, <laughs> and it was at that time that I got introduced to a marvelous uh, kingdom man, Dr. Neil Anderson. And uh, he was doing a conference at our home church. And I had the privilege of sitting in a Steps to Freedom session that Dr. Anderson led. And I saw a, a, a man that had been exposed in kinds of witchcraft and, and, and demonic things that I didn't even know what half of them were at that time. Uh, I saw him get so transformed by the uh, truth encounter. I said, man, I like that truth encounter approach. I'm going to be a truth encounter person. And uh, so the first time that I tried a new approach, the demon threw the book at me, literally, and said, to take that and shove it someplace where the sun don't shine. And, and so I had to grow in a balance uh, between the, the, the power and the truth. I have learned that there's a few people that are so demonized that they can't process the truth. Uh, and so you have to help them in their deliverance. You have to help them uh, experience their freedom. But at some point in time, the discipleship is going to have to come back to where they get discipled. They get mentored in the truth. They have to renounce the lies. They have to embrace the truth. Uh, so that the truth can set them free. And, and so I, I noticed over the years that uh, when I did the uh, Steps to Freedom, that a lot of people found freedom instantly, but they didn't retain it over a long period of time. And so that, that, that bothered me is, is what's going on. And I'd always go back and I'd ask, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And usually they'd become neglectful. Uh, in some of the spiritual disciplines of discipleship and uh, daily encounters with, with God for themselves. One of the things as somebody who likes to encourage people in their freedom, I can't think for you and I can't choose for you. At some point in time when our, our, we're not in each other's presence, you're going to have to think your thoughts, you're going to have to renounce your lies, and you're going to have to embrace your truths. And, and so m- moving forward quickly, uh, I, I discovered uh, just a couple of years ago that uh, doing the steps to freedom for, for our ministry wasn't enough to stand on its own. Nothing against that. 
doing the power encounters wasn't to stand alone by itself. So I married the two. I, I put the steps to freedom first. And at the end of the steps to freedom, we would actually call out and cast out any hidden spirits, any lingering spirits that were trying to come back for reentry. I know that was a long answer for a, for a great question, but uh, that, that's what, well, what we've done. It's a great answer, and it really it really shows the the growth that's taken uh, you know place in this. I I mirror we're best friends, so I, I've you know when Bobby uh, spoke earlier about in an earlier session about being filled with the Holy Spirit at a men's conference, I was at that men's conference. God filled me with the Holy Spirit for the first time. Messed my theology up beginning there, and the, our journeys have kind of paralleled each other along the way and learning from each other. But Bobby has been so gifted. Uh, in this area of, of spiritual warfare uh, more than uh, than I have. I think there's one thing we have to point out. Though. What's that? This is a perfect example of this is not a one-size-fits-all thing. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times I think people think with spiritual warfare, there's one method that will work all the time, right. one way, perfectly. There's a formula. It's like math. It's not. Even Jesus once told the, the apostles, hey, this one only comes out by prayer and fasting. And in the same way, we can't say there's a cookie cutter approach to every method. And I think that's one area that has to be pointed out. You know, it's a, it's an amazing thing how you, uh, how you respond to this and learn and grow. And I think that's the thing I was learning from what Bobby just shared there about how you start out. And, you know, if you're a person that's helping others, if, if you're, especially if you're a, a pastor or in some kind of leadership position, or, or even if you're just a, a, a believer and you want to help people get set free, you know, the journey was a journey of, of growth and education in that. I, I, I made the point that if you look at the Bible and the, and the counters Jesus had, with demonic spirits, and then when the church had in the book of Acts, uh, many times looking back on them now, there's a lot of humor involved in that. And when you first start in spiritual warfare, I know for me, and I know it's certainly true of Bobby, we, uh, you know, probably did a lot of things wrong. And, uh, you know, and then there were some really interesting encounters that took place during that time. We grow into that and learn more about the truth encounter and the power encounter. And it's, you know, it's not power, it's, it's truth. You know, truth always wins uh, the, the battle in that. But then also to recognize that there still comes that time where authority has to be taken and that, that demon has to be cast out. Uh, learning and growing and ministering in that. You know, Bobby, what do you see for the church uh, today um, boy, you know, we're sitting here in 2020 and so much is happening in the world around us and so much change. There's no doubt that it's forcing the body of Christ to change in so many myriad of ways. But when it comes to spiritual warfare, what, what do you see for the future in churches? Um, there's still, I, I'm, I'm ministering in Dallas-Fort Worth, you minister in Atlanta, two large uh cities and, uh, you know, the, in our in our nation. And so you see a lot of church growth starts. Um a lot of, um, you know, I'm, I'm not mean trying to be negative, but a lot of people attracting crowds and, uh, you know, not really seeing the discipleship of, of transformed lives. I'm just wondering, I don't really know how to ask you this, but just what are you seeing and what do you think is the future for the church really operating in, uh, you know, these gifts of the spirit that enable people to get free? Uh, uh, and be truly transformed by the, by the gospel in their lives. What, what are you seeing that's going on uh, in the world today? That's a big yeah, question. Opening, yeah, it is. It's a great question. Uh, and without opening the eschatology uh, yeah. issue, 
whatever a person's eschatology views is, I, I know there's, uh, everybody believes going to end some way. Yes. Uh, based on the influence that I have of uh, eschatological times, if uh, we are close to the end, uh, demonic activity is not going to get less. It's going to get more. And uh, God didn't call the church to find ways to be more compatible to live with demons. Uh, he has equipped the church to make sure that uh, you don't have to be compatible with demons, that you cast demons out. And, and, and so when you see this escalation and this increase in demonic activity in the end times, uh, the, the only one that the God has left here to deal with that is the one that he's given the commission to, and that's the church, the bride. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, we've just gone through with this COVID uh, situation of kingdom shaking. Uh, that God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that those things that can't be shaken will remain. And whatever the relaunch looks like, whatever the reset button uh, produces, uh, churches that are going to go forward, that remnant church is waiting on that final outpouring of Holy Spirit uh, that's going to fulfill the prophetic uh, cries uh, from, uh, from Joel and uh, reiterated in the book of Acts. Uh, whatever that church is going to look like, it, it's going to be uh, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, and casting out demons. And you don't do that with just the authority. You have to do that with power. And so I believe that God's about to release uh, a fresh release of Holy Spirit kingdom power yes. uh, upon the, that, that remnant church, that, that bride church that's not going to be religious, but is going to be relational. Yeah. And it's not going to, to let the spirit of, 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 of religion uh, handcuff it or mute it, but is going to take up its kingdom assignment with its kingdom authority and its kingdom power and, and go forward. That's uh, powerful. We just last night had a prayer meeting uh, that uh, we had at our church, and uh, in the midst of it, probably one of the more explosive prophetic words I've ever heard uh, given by uh, Michelle uh, Cohen, uh, one of our associates here. And uh, I, I just I don't know. And it, and it, basically, her prophetic word was about everything you just said, but that how God is saying to His church right now that this is going to going to happen. And and uh, I can't. I'm not going to get into that word, you know, necessarily. But it's it's basically what you just said, and and it, the shift that's taking place uh, in that. I mean, a church without no power. Uh, in this day, and it's been true every time, but certainly becoming marked in this time. Uh, I've watched a lot of churches struggle when they, you know, weren't able to have what they have on Sundays uh, uh, that wasn't there. Um, you know, um, what am I trying to say this? I'm trying to say this without being overly critical, but just saying that, you know, the church that it was really about entertainment and about putting on a good show uh, on Sunday. When they lost that, they really realized they didn't really have as many people committed uh, to them. And uh, I'm seeing that happen. I'm watching that happen because now they're trying to come back and the people are not coming back. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's really, really a powerful shift that's taking place. And we're just going to find our way in it. But what you said is very clear. It's just going to be, uh, it's got, you know, we, we're not going to survive and call ourselves disciples of Christ without operating in the full power of the Holy Spirit that uh, he has given to the church to operate within. And uh, it, I, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited. I told our church Sunday morning how excited I am because I'm excited that we're going to get few, we're going to get smaller. I preached on Gideon. We're going to get smaller, 
but we're going to have more power on us and we're going to be more reflective of who Christ is in the world. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited uh, about that change. Well, before we have to wrap it up, I've got to ask Pastor Bobby one other question. Pastor Bobby, what would you say to somebody that's out there right now? They know they need help, but they don't know where to turn. They don't know of a good minister or a church that they can reach out to to help them walk through the deliverance. One, you, you have to uh, come to the place that you believe that your dysfunction uh, is spiritual, not chemical, not medicinal, not psychological, in, in the strictest sense of that. If you believe that it's a spiritual problem, you find a spiritual uh, solution to do that. But uh, one of the things that we do is we examine the commands that we've been given in Scripture. Uh, why does the Bible tell us to be uh, a strong in the Lord? Why does it tell us to put on the whole armor of God? Why does it tell us to take every thought captive? What are the consequences of not being strong in the Lord, of not taking every thought captive and not putting on the whole armor of God? One of the things that we can do is we can learn about this warfare that we have uh, and the armor that he's given us for it. For me, I like to think that uh, if I'm having confusing thoughts, if I'm having negative thoughts, blasphemous thoughts, I like to start with a helmet of salvation. And uh, you can dress yourself any way that you want, but for spiritual battle and for spiritual dressing, I start with a helmet of salvation. And I, and I go back and uh, I, I say on October 21st, 1980, I was gloriously saved by grace through faith. As a result, I have a helmet of salvation. And now I put my helmet on today. And with the helmet of salvation, I have the mind of Christ. I will think with the mind of Christ today and I will not allow blasphemous thoughts, negative thoughts to go mad. As a result of the helmet of salvation, I now put on my breastplate of righteousness. If a person is feeling negative feelings, uh, uh, inferiority, uh, uh, insecurity, uh, their heart's being attacked. And so I put on the breastplate of righteousness, and what I say when I put that on is that I confess that I brought no righteousness to our relationship but I also confess and declare that I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And today I stand 100% righteous in Christ Jesus. As a result of the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, I now put on the shoes of peace. I now, if, if I've lost my peace, if, I, if I'm, I'm full of worry and, and doubt and concern, then I need to put on my shoes of peace and I am prepared to go forth with the good news of peace because I know the Prince of Peace. He lives with inside of me. And now if I'm always on defense and I'm not ever on offense when it comes to this, I have to put on the belt of truth and I have to take up those offensive weapons, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, which is the word of God, the rhema of God. Oftentimes the enemy wants to steal those uh, specific words God has spoken into your life. God's spoken over your life and he wants you to lose uh, uh, thought consciousness of the rhema that God has released into you. And if it's been a long while since you've had a fresh word, since you've had a, a spoken word, a quickening word, a passionate word uh, that's just quickened your spirit, ask God to give you rhema. Ask him to rain down on you. And then you go forward with the whole armor of God and uh, you'll take your stance and uh, you will be victorious. 
That's an excellent word of exhortation there uh, to us, uh, Bobby. Uh, man, it's just been thrilling to have you uh, as a part. And before Kirk closes us out tonight, I uh, just want to thank you for your time and then also encourage people. Uh, I know you like what you hear tonight and you're, you want to hear more. I'd encourage you to go to uh, uh, Dr. Bobby Atkins' uh, church, Truth Tabernacle of Praise. It's T-Top, T-T-O-P dot org. Am I saying it right? Yeah. TruthTabernacle.net. TruthTabernacle.net. One of those. I'll get you there. Uh, you have to do a Google search with his name. You'll, you'll get it. And uh, But listen, his sermons on there are rich and full, uh, accompanied by notes that are there and on all kinds of topics. You'll want to go and listen to those things. And uh, I encourage you as well, go to uh, MooseMinistriesInc.com where you can find resources there, uh, as well as the uh, TrophyLakes.org for the Church at Trophy Lakes and our messages here uh, at, at our church. Bobby, thank you once again. I'm going to let Kurt close us out today. Well, I can't close us out without also paying honor to Pastor Bobby. Definitely, he is a friend, a mentor, and a very loved uh, fellow minister in the Word of God. And we love you, Pastor Adkins, very much. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, don't forget you can join us also in podcast. We have those available. They release every Saturday. You can go to Apple, iTunes, uh, Podcasts. Also, Google Podcast as well, and I believe it's now on Spotify. It is. Oh, it is on Spotify. What am I saying? I believe. Anyway, um, also, we released uh, the show. We're probably going to start releasing these shows Friday afternoon and then putting them onto Facebook on Tuesdays. Um, It looks like people are picking up a little bit better on it now. And so we're starting to see a lot more traction, and we really are so excited to see you guys as a part of what we're doing. And don't forget to write into us. If there's something you'd like to hear us speak about, please let us know. You can reach Pastor Bobby at uh, Bobby. And <laughs> you spread Pastor Barry. Pastor That's Barry. Pastor Bobby. I'm Pastor, right. I'm Pastor Barry. At Barry. At B, at, Too many pastors here. <laughs> <laughs> at trophylakes.org, or you can reach me at mooseministriesinc.com under contact. Guys, y'all have a wonderful day, and God bless you. God bless. Thanks.